I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. All right, we got to have a quick conversation before we do anything here on Core. Back in the day, there was this movie, and it was called, oh, shoot. Uh, it starred Christopher Walken, and you'd put on, like, a VR headset, and you would have other people's experiences. So they would they would have some crazy experience, and then you would get their chip or their tape or whatever, and you'd plug this thing in. This is very early 80s, maybe late 70s even, maybe probably early 80s. And you would put it on Brainstorm. That's the movie. And in okay. Brainstorm, it was Natalie Wood's last movie. Now, for all you kids out there who don't know who Natalie Wood is, I barely knew either. But she was famous for being in, like, West Side Story and, like, a billion other things. Like, she was a big-time actress lady. And for a while there, she was either dating or married to Robert Stack. Now, if you don't know who that is, let me direct your attention to the, uh, uh, the Austin Powers movies. He's the guy with the patch. Okay. Wait a minute. That's not Robert Stack. That's Robert Wagner. Oh, that's who I mean is Robert Wagner. Did I say Robert, Robert Stack? Robert Stack is the Unsolved Mysteries guy. Oh, shit. Which is why I said he'd be investigating who killed Optimus Prime. <laughs> all right. I got it all mixed up. It's the other guy. So this story has nothing to do with the nope. other story. Nope. And then we planned on opening the show with it. Yeah, I decided to open the show with it because I thought, oh, this will be fun to get to the bottom of, and then we can tell everybody. <laughs> but you did say you thought you thought that uh, um, now I, forget, I forgot his name, Christopher Walken. You thought Christopher was Walken involved. was involved in that in the killing of Natalie Wood on that riverboat, 
And my... I thought that he was in some way implicated in it, so I googled it, and it said she was with her husband Robert Wagner. Yes. Brainstorm co-star Christopher Walken. Yes. And Splendor's captain Dennis Davern. Correct. So Christopher Walken was involved. He was there, but he was never a suspect. The only suspect was ever Wagner, who I thought was Robert Stack until we figured it out here at the top of the show. The important point was, I don't think it had anything to do with the guy. Or to, Christopher, or Christopher Walken. Walken. It never had anything to do with Christopher Walken, as best I can tell. This is the but best, he was there. He, he was there, thus making this the best intro to core since its beginning. Let Welcome, me just everybody. ask you a question, yeah, Scott. Yeah, go ahead. Let's say you have <laughs> Christopher Walken uh-huh. and literally anybody else in a lineup. And you say one of these people is responsible for murder. <laughs> Who would I pick? How do you not immediately assume it was Christopher Walken? Okay, it's a good, it's a fair point. But if I knew who Christopher Walken was, because that movie came out and they edited a bunch of stuff to make it seem like she was still in it because she didn't finish her role. It's really kind of dark, but she died like way early. And then in the rest of the movie, they would just have scenes of like him hugging somebody who clearly wasn't her from the back, but it would be not her face and he'd be hugging her. They didn't have the digital stuff we have today where you can make Michael Douglas look 15, you know. Camera tricks. Yeah, all Trickery. camera tricks, tricks, and old footage of her doing and saying things. Similar to what they did in 2000's Gladiator, which I recommend going and watching because his uh, his dude, what owned him before he uh, became, uh, you know, Oh, yeah, popular, that's right, that guy. He died in the middle of production, so they'd do a similar deal there. That always fascinates me because whether it's that or The Crow with uh, Brendan uh, Lee, Brandon Lee? Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah. Uh, it always fascinates me that they figure out a way to do it, you know, to still make it work, even though somebody major in your story dies and you're nowhere near done filming. Like, what do you do? The Fast and the Furious movies had that thing with Paul Walker happen, right? Yeah. It's a little it's a little on the dark side to even think about it. But I, I'm fascinated by it because, like, first of all, you have to make the choice. Well, we're halfway done and a beloved person has passed. What do we do now? Well, this is a business. We gotta just. We are under contract. We gotta make our damn movie. So he's still gotta move forward. You can't just stop and say, "Nope, scrap the whole thing." Paul Walker's not here. It's just interesting to me. Yeah, and you know who could have solved this mystery? Who? Robert Stack. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's also dead, but not in the middle of a of a uh, unsolved mystery. It was unsolved mysteries. It I was. Think he was the expert at not solving them. Well, he was expert at coming in and saying, maybe this <laughs> Who's happened. the guy that hosted Solved Mysteries? <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy you want. <laughs> uh, Jamie Heineman and Adam Savage. They own, they, that was their show. Or I guess that was called Mythbusters. All right. Hey, everybody. So, welcome to court. Listeners are going to be wondering about this, too, because this happened before the show. But I'm still stuck on Transformers, the 1986 cartoon. Yeah. And Which had Robert Stack awesome in it, that. not Robert Wagner. Robert Stack. It also had Judd Nelson as Rodimus Prime and Casey Kasem as Cliffjumper. Right. And Scatman Crothers as Jazz. Just <laughs> wait. And Leonard Nimoy as something. Leonard Nimoy played Galvatron. Galvatron. Yep. So I think it's is it Frank Welker that does Megatron? No. Uh, yes, I the mean yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Frank Wel- yeah. So he dies. Spoiler alert. He dies. Megatron dies and is reborn as Galvatron or Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Right. He comes back as Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and then he's not a gun anymore, right? No more. He's not a gun that a freaking sound wave has to shoot. 
he's a giant turret. He's basically Bastion. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's play Overwatch. That's what I want to do. All right. <laughs> We've come full circle, everybody. Welcome to Core. This is Core for uh, Wednesday, May 8th, 2019. What a hell of a way to start the show. Uh, I thought we'd start things off today with a little bit of news that I think is interesting and that John's going to hate and not care about. But I think it's There's a lot of that in these notes. Yeah, today, today's no- notes are a lot of stuff John's not going to like, which kind of it's not on purpose, but I like because I like when you are contrary and have differing opinions about stuff. Here's what we know. For sure. Sounds like someone else should get to the show notes before Scott does. If he wants to talk about things he wants to talk. <laughs> hey, f- feel free to insert anything in here. If I get going and you go, you know what's cooler? Uh, Sakuro got a new hat to wear. Whatever it is. <laughs> we'll plug it in. We'll get it in there. All right. All right. So I'll start it with this. Everybody uh, who I've ever talked to who has anything to do with mobile games and especially anything to do with Fortnite and... Uh, PUBG on mobile will tell you that they are by far the biggest money makers of the versions of the game that there are. So of of all the PUBGs, if you're getting it on PC or console or mobile, it's the mobile port that rakes in the cash, like far and away the biggest money maker. I don't know if that's 100% true for Fortnite, but I know it's a lot of money for Fortnite. It may be, you know, equal to or somewhere right around what they do on PC and console. Um do you know if that's international? I assume so. Yeah. Well, there there was another story today about how China wouldn't let Fortnite happen. It's against their violence and addiction code stuff that they're getting kind of hardcore about. So Tencent quickly refashioned it into a pro-China, like patriotic shooter that's slightly less violent. But the theme is go China. And so now it's, uh, and I think it's China called, Knight. let me see if I can find it, uh, pub for, for China. No. <laughs> what do you do to refashion Fortnite into pro China? That's what I thought or asked until I found it. Here it is. They, <laughs> like, they, shoot, like, so, they shoot social equity at one another. Yeah. They pull a When he dies, and, he's just like, my one regret is not seeing China. You, <laughs> when you shoot a bullet at someone, you don't just give it to one person. You shoot it at everyone. So everyone gets a bullet. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. I found it. PUBG is shut down in China was replaced almost immediately by a near-identical patriotic alternative. Uh, here's the name of that. Uh, let's see. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds might be one of the world's biggest games, but it is a, its parent company, Tencent, has decided to discontinue the game in China, despite the country being a huge market. 70 million customers p- uh, play PUBG every day, and they get a lot of money out of that. They shut the game down and replaced it with this patriotic alternative. Uh, this is all because the government's refusal to out- allow in-app purchases in PUBG Mobile. In response to the replacement, the game is called, here it is, Game for Peace. Game for Peace. That's the name of it. I'm going to fill you full of peace, <laughs> hombre. Now, what do they shoot at each other? Like, I don't know. Doves? Like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> quah, quah, quah. Is that the sound of a dove? Yep, quah. <laughs> the universal sound of a dove. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, but it's called Game for as uh, sorry, Game for Peace as a tactical shooting game that pays tribute. Here's the description: pays tribute to the blue sky warriors and that guard our that guard our country's airspace. In reference to Chinese, uh, the Chinese Air Force, they're pandering to the communist uh, 
regime, which is shutting this down. That's what they're doing. I mean, let's just be honest about it. And I couldn't even say that out loud if I lived in China because they'd shut me down for saying it. But here I can say, yes, Tencent had to pander to the needs of their government and change the name, the type, the focus, the everything. Uh, there's also zero gore or blood in Game for Peace. So if you shoot a dude, uh, you just go blah and you and you die or you fall over, right? Oh, here it is. Literally the care. Oh, this is so good. Hold on, hold on. I have to contain myself. This is so good, this next part. I'm going to poop my pants when I say it because it's so good. Do you, need a, do you need a twist tie? No, this is so good. Twist tie? What does that do? For your garbage bag. Remember when garbage bags used to come with twist ties? No, I mean... Wait. You had to contain yourself. And then you, <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> what I mean, what am I... Oh, I get it. If I need to contain myself, I'd need a twist tie to contain my... I got it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Like on your pants. <laughs> I thought it was like a some other... I couldn't figure out the reference. All right, I totally got you now. All right, here... This is what they say. This is so good. Changes include the absence of gore and blood in the game for peace. And when shot... Characters sit up and wave goodbye when they're killed. <laughs> <laughs> you thought they it was fly to heaven like the ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally, they go and wave and then disappear. They fade out, and then there's a new game. Well, uh, that's all she wrote for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. It's been great. It does say this: uh, game for peace is otherwise almost, and this is a quote, exactly the same as PUBG. The gameplay, the background, the graphic design, and the characters, they're almost all the same, she said. In addition, players have reported their progress, or sorry, players are reporting that their progress is being carried over from PUBG to Game for Peace. So if you want to play PUBG in China, too bad. You now have to play Game for Peace. So good luck. Is it you. weird that that sounds kind of more appealing in some ways? Like just the idea of you shoot someone <laughs> and then they just go, Okay, and then fade away. Like that sounds kind of that sounds kind of quaint. I like it. It's yeah, different. It is different, right? Like you guys remember the old World of Warcraft stories where when they opened that game up in China, a huge market potential, and they were all excited about it. Um, they had to make some concessions, and at the time, they didn't have this addiction stuff going on, which is a whole other animal. Which they're very cherry picky about what games fall in that category, and I don't know how you make that stuff less addictive, but in their, you know, in their definition, it's real weird. But uh, uh, back then in World of Warcraft, they couldn't allow, and they still don't in any games, you can't allow images of skeletal, or as Bo would say, skeletal imagery. No bones, no skulls, no rib cages, no bodies uh, gone and left only with your skeletal remains. No, none of that. And so what you had instead is the undead race in World of Warcraft, their elbows... Their like their upper arm and their lower arm are no longer have that like bone middle. It's attached. It's fleshy. It's all flesh. Same with the knees, where they always had the knees exposed and the feet were bony. All of that's so now they just sort of kind of look like zombies that aren't very, you know, they haven't really decayed very much. And when you die, because as you know, if you have a raid wipe, you leave a bunch of skeletal remains around where your body was when you when you go and run back to your corpse. Um or run back to where you had died in that game. In China, it leaves a gravestone every time anything dies. So you would see these great screenshots of like people just uh, going around and killing a bunch of mobs one after another to like farm leather or something. And instead of the skeletal remains you might get in the past, 
uh, you would have gravestones just everywhere, just laying all over the place. Mm. So it's just a China thing. They're into it, whatever. I look forward to playing Game for Peace. I'm going to give that a Here's shot. Here's what I don't get, though. Yeah. Because don't they, they have a giant statue of Arthas in a park in China. And that they dude do. is covered in skulls. Yeah, he is, isn't he? That's true. Yeah. Is he, though, in that statue? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That skulls all over him. Well, I, you got me. Maybe it's just a video game but depiction that's not thing. The inside. And, if you kill something and wear it as a clothing, then it's no longer the insides. Then it's your clothing. So it's an insides thing? Is that what we're dealing with? I don't know. I'm speaking. I didn't put my twist on my pants. Also, here's <laughs> so the I'm weird sorry. assumption. Speaking I think they button. like Pirates of the Caribbean there, and that's littered with skeletons. Right. Uh, Chatroom just sent a link. Let's see what this is, because this might be an example of what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Here it is. This is it. So. Here's a screenshot. Uh, you look in the <laughs> chat. You can see in it. the not China part of China is what the chat room's offering yeah, as an explanation. Exactly. Um, if you look at that image, you will see that it is um, the undead without the breakage of anywhere. The the ribs they normally have sticking out of the ribs, both the arms exposed and the knees and legs and toes. That's all removed, and they just look zombified now. And they have they look cooler. I like them. I mean, kind of is cool. Like, I kind of like the joints there. The Look at the knees. They look like raw muscle or something. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, John. Maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe maybe China's got it right. Maybe all the censorship is actually the right aesthetic. I don't know. Is NetEase even allowed to work on Diablo Immortal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. You're, you're allowed. So you're just not... Are you allowed to work on a game that has, like, body parts in it? <laughs> Well, <laughs> if, you don't, if you publish it in America, is it okay? Because I guess so. Like, I don't get it. And like I say, I think the Chinese, you know, whoever regulates this in the government is super uh, cherry picky about who they say can do what and, and who can't. Um, like, I don't know if any of this has affected uh, 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 freaking Fortnite. But Tencent has a huge stake in Fortnite, so they've got just about as much ownership in that as they do PUBG these days. So why, you know, maybe that's already cartoony enough, you know? It doesn't need much attention. Um, and so, I don't know, it's just an odd thing. Like, this would never happen here. Would there be controversy, maybe, if you had a really bloody game come out? Yeah, we we talk about it in America. We go we go make a stink about it, and, and other, you know, countries do the same. But in China, they go... Are there any skeletons? No. How about blood? Is it yeah, addictive? They, must hate, they yeah. must hate Game of Thrones because the whole world's watching that. I don't. I my guess is, well, I don't know. I actually, don't know if it's showing over there. I have no it's idea. It's the world's most pirated television show in history. Like somebody's pirating it. It's not just us. Well, let's like, find out. Game of Thrones in China. Oh, it was censored. Heavily censored. Um. And there's a there's a protest right now. I've just found one on ABC.net. Game of Thrones viewers in China are begging for sex and violence, but they're not getting it. It's all being censored yeah, out. It must be like 20 minutes an episode. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I don't get it. Why? Why did? I, like I feel like I'm missing information because all the dialogue also happens during the skeletons and the sex. Mm-hmm. Well, how about it's the not one just that they have them separate? I'll bet the one with. Uh, uh, the 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 battle. I don't want to get spoilery or anything, but the episode three, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, um, that mm-hmm. had a lot of bones in it. 
So yeah. I don't I don't know how you got around that one in China. The battle for hard home had a lot of it. There's a lot of it throughout. Yeah. There's bones, both kinds of bones. Listen, <laughs> all throughout the, the show. I mean, people who may be listening to this, we're clearly thinking out of our lane here. We don't know. I, I don't know enough about a the culture and b the reasons why this stuff would be dinged like that. But we'd love to hear from somebody who knows more about it because it is very confusing to me. I don't get it. Because uh, it does seem a little arbitrary, first of all. Second of all, I don't understand. Like, the, the cultural part about bones and stuff, I'd love to know more about that. Like, what's that about? You know, would they just freak out and ban everybody if somebody watched that? Remember that good body guy on on PBS down here, John, that would, like, uh, dance around in, like, a bodysuit, and you could see his muscles and his heart and his lungs? It was a kid show. And he would go, I've got a healthy spleen, because you don't know where I've been, but it did, or whatever. And he would show... Oh, you have to, you don't know who this guy is, do you? I'm saying all this. And you I don't. don't. Know. I've never I've never heard this, but this sounds great. Okay, hold on. His name was no Slim Goodbody. That's his guy. That's the name. <laughs> and he was great because Slim Goodbody, like I say, you would he would wear this bodysuit that was flesh colored. It looked like his body, but it was all the insides. So I wonder if China yeah. would flip out about that. That was a huge deal when I was a kid. Wasn't that young? I was probably ten or something when I saw it. But anyway, forty years that dude was on TV doing that stuff. You gotta admire a guy that like bought a bodysuit with a vision in mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I might go places with this thing. What I'm, what I really enjoy is that the chat room is still teaching us about what happened to Natalie Wood. So that's great. We've gotten <laughs> we're we're delayed by ten minutes here on the show. All right. Uh, well, that's not really what I was going to get at, but that leads us to the next thing, which is the thing I wanted to talk about and probably the thing John's not going to be happy about. But because all the money is made on mobile, or most of it is for a lot of these games, uh, these big mega blockbuster games, Apex Legends is now coming to mobile. It's already on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and now it's coming uh, there. EA is in advanced negotiations to launch it in China as well. So who knows what changes they'll have to make. Maybe it'll be called... Um, uh, Apex Legends for a Greater China. I don't, know, I don't know what they do to make it fit, but uh, they say uh, this is a, let's see who says this. This is something Wilson from Andrew Wilson, CEO of uh, Electronic Arts, or there, some, he's some VP there. Anyway, says, We are hugely excited about the future of Apex Legends. Engagement is strong. We have big plans for the Legends and the world they compete in. We're in advanced negotiations to bring Apex, Apex Legends to China and to mobile. And we will update you on the time frames for when those negotiations are concluded. Which makes me kind of wonder if they would not do mobile if they don't get into China. Because China is really the big giant market for that. I mean, it's just unbelievable amounts of money to be made. So you should, you should make sure to do it. So, John, are you, are you excited? Are you going to plop down and go, all right, uh, Cumberbum or whatever your name, the character's name is. Let's take our shield out and let's go. We're going to fight on my phone. Nope, because there's a better way to play it. It's on the PC. It already exists, and it's already hard enough to find other people to play with on the PC, so I don't need to extend that to the phone. Yeah, and you don't mean there aren't people playing it. You mean, like, your friends aren't all playing it right now. <laughs> right, my friends aren't all playing it. Right. I'm sure there's people playing it, in yeah. theory. If, our fr- if your friends were playing it more, would you play more? Probably, yeah. yeah. All right. What but if it's they- not a, it is not a solo experience for me. What if your friends really are enjoying Overwatch at the moment? What would, would what, what do you say to that? Would you? 
I mean, I think that's really good. There's good games out there for people to play. There's a lot. Yeah. We live in a world full of choice. There are a lot of games, a lot of platforms. It's a very exciting time for video games. And uh, I'm happy that everybody's finding their niche. Yeah. This is a good feeling, right? Do you, do you guys know <laughs> anyone who plays any of these Battle Royale for five hours a week? Oh, yeah. Mobile? Lots. Do you, do you know anyone? Personally? I do. I know people personally. And the people that I know mostly who play who play a Battle Royale f- at least five hours a week. I know somebody who plays PUBG on mobile on at mobile. least that much a week. And he's in his okay. 50s. And that guy loves it. But I know mostly kids. So there's a lot of kids uh, 18 and under that I know of around this area mm-hmm. in our neighborhood who all adore these games and are all primarily playing on on mobile devices or tablets because that's the most accessible platform they have right now. I mean, would they prefer sense. it on a console or a PC? Yes, but a lot of them just don't. Yeah, mom and dad are know. shelling him out for a new computer so he can play Fortnite when he can play it on the iPad that everyone shares. Yeah, like, and, the, and these, these same kids are running up to their parents going, mom, 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 dad, 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 I want this stupid suit this guy wears. It's only five bucks. Or whatever, and the and the parents are just caving. It's just there's so much money to be made in that market. Um, I don't want to play it there either, so I'm with John 100 percent on this. Funny yeah, enough, but if there's a market for it, then it's no mystery why they're gonna do any of this. Right, they make yeah, a lot of money. Sense. There's there's another audience, and like if you can sell people on playing a game in an extremely suboptimal way, it does not surprise me you're <laughs> conning them out of a bunch of money too. <laughs> You've already found your target audience by getting them on that platform to begin with. Are you surprised that Blizzard never did anything with Overwatch, just straight Overwatch on mobile, given all the money that's to be made? Or you think, I mean, I'd like to think the reason they haven't is because they have standards which make them cringe to do that. Uh, I am surprised. I'm surprised Blizzard hasn't done more with mobile. Um, I think that... I think it's interesting because I do think you see the gut reaction to, you know, things like the Diablo announcement where people are like, I don't like mobile. But even though I'm the biggest, like, I don't care about mobile games. If Blizzard announces a mobile game, I'm not going to play it. It doesn't matter who announces it. I'm not interested. Mm. Uh, But even saying that, I think it's crazy that these companies haven't come up with mobile experiences. It still weirds me out. Here's why I I find mobile so confusing for me. I love my 3DS. Mm -hmm. I think the 3DS is one of my favorite systems I've ever owned. This portable device that is designed to be taken places and played on the go and have a different kind of experience than what you have at home. And I love it. And before that, Game Boys, all of those, loved them. I've always had one. Yeah. But... The problem with mobile is that the payment model that they have decided to go with for most mobile games is a very aggressive, very like, let's just squeeze as much money out of people as we can. They don't charge mobile games at a premium typically and just say, here's a game. It's it's free until we can find a way to get money out of you and then pay us a bunch of money. That's the way they typically go. And the control scheme isn't great. The touch interface is not usually great for games that they're trying to adapt or pull in. And so you have games where even Nintendo has put games on mobile like Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing on the DS. 
is one of my favorite gameplay experiences. I hate it on the phones because it's not it's designed for that mobile audience. It's designed to get money out of you. It's designed to be less charming and fun and just suck out time and money from the player. And until they say, look, let's be serious about this as a gaming platform, I'm never going to enjoy it because they're either trying to do a bad port that doesn't function well, or they're trying to do a game that's designed just to squeeze money out of me like a sponge. And I don't appreciate either one of those. And until that changes, I'm out on mobile. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I think Apple's trying to change that with their subscription thing. What's that called? Apple Arcade. They're trying to say, look, here's a bunch of premium experiences that you pay a subscription for and just have access to all whatever you want in that grouping. And they're all new games. They're games that aren't currently available any other way. None of them are microtransaction based. None of them are um, loot box based. You know, none of that stuff. Does that appeal to you at all, or is the control thing still too much of a hindrance, even for control games? Control things still an issue, but I think the problem is, is I I'm now very fe- I'm feeling very set in my way. So I hear about them announcing this, mm-hmm. and at the time that they announced it, I remember my gut reaction was, "Wow, it's like Apple's talking about the past," because it came right after the Stadia announcement, mm-hmm. and it was like. Here's Google talking about the future, an uncertain future for sure. But then Apple comes out and goes, get this. You're going to pay us a subscription fee and we're going to give you access to games, man. That you can and download. it was like the most like behind the times sounding thing I had ever heard in my life. I was like, where were you eight years ago when this would have been a relevant, cool thing? Well, I'll tell you and where so they I- were. They were building a multi-billion dollar generating monster money machine known as what it is now so what this is is it's an answer to eight years of of making a thing you hate and then trying to come back to people like you and saying hey maybe here's a thing you'd like and maybe but the problem is i've made up my mind and so now getting me to pay that fee to find out if i may be wrong is a big ask because i'm like no traditionally i don't like mobile games so why would i want to give you money every month to see if maybe i might like some mobile games yeah well, I think that's a fair point. We'll see what they do. Remember at the uh, computer store, you used to get <clears throat> those CD-ROMs you could buy for a couple of bucks. It had 5,000 games. Yeah, for shareware games. On one CD-ROM. Mm-hmm. I do remember Complete that. Complete games. They're just old, and they're just trying to get a few bucks out of the collection. Yeah, they do that now with yeah. similar things. You just get them in digital collections or, or whatever. Or the hot thing now is to buy a, you know, hundred dollar tiny console that looks sort of like the one you used to have with 50 games on it and that seems to be making enough money i think the next big thing will be you know like one of of the things i'm excited about stadia if there's something for me to be excited about because there's so much we don't know about it yet but there's an opportunity there to create the world's largest virtual arcade and i mean like legitimately all the arcade games ever made that were ever in an arcade from like 75 to 95, let's say, and just they'd all be at your fingertips and easily accessible and wouldn't cost a lot because it'd be a part of whatever the service is. Like there's a lot of really neat, potentially neat things that could come out of that that I look forward to. But part of me is a little curmudgeon on all this as well. And I have to admit, I'm annoyed when I hear they're, they're porting something like Apex, Apex Legends to mobile because A, it just sounds like, oh, well, there's the next BR game to try to go get the big money on mobile. 
and it just kind of annoys me. But B, I don't like those games on those platforms. They're not fun to play there unless you get, I mean, you can get a MiFi controller and you can do stuff like you can make it better than it is, but it's kludgy and you got to buy a piece of hardware that is a secondary market thing. And, you know, it's not the same as like a cohesive platform experience. Um, but I do like deck builders and card games and certain kinds of games that benefit from a touchscreen in the way that I'd say a computer would benefit from point and click. So I'm not totally down on it, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it serves a different audience. Not, not everyone is that picky about their video games. Yeah, but isn't there is a part of screen, you? Is there a, controllers? You know, it's fine. Is there yeah. a part of you, Bo, that says, because I don't know if this, maybe this is just me, but when someone says to me, hey, we're bringing Apex Legends to mobile, part of me does say, oh, that is so cool you can even do that. What? Where in the future are we living where this big, full-blown shooter experience is in my pocket and I can pull it out any time and I can play and compete and play? Like, there's something great about that part of it. Yeah. I like don't actually uh, want to do it. It used to be a giant tower with your 486DX processor. and Right. How much RAM did we use back then? Like four. Four meg. megs or something. Yeah. You know, like that giant pile of equipment of circuit board is now in your pocket is very cool. Yeah. Like there's something yeah. cool about the, the progression of that technology, even though as a gamer, I really don't want to play Apex Legends on my freaking phone. I mean, it, but it's not a mobile. Sp- to me, like the conversation that it's not even a mobile thing. I play so many games now that have loot boxes and to play that it's, i think it's an industry-wide issue and it's not restricted to mobile anymore in my mind well i have but. some news for you later that may change all that here in the in the united states maybe not canada though maybe you guys will resist i don't know but we'll get to that in just a second i'm a little worried about gearbox and borderlands 3 not because it's an epic exclusive and not because <laughs> i don't like games because <laughs> i do like games and i I like Borderlands. We've talked about all that at length. But there just seems to be a bunch of weird stuff adding up that concerns me that it's not just a corporate culture problem or the uh, president of the company problem, but maybe that leaks into development and maybe this game is going to be half-baked. I'm just a little nervous. And I'll give you the most recent example. All right, you know Claptrap, John, the dumb little robot Claptrap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, minions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the character that we all liked at first, and now we all act like we didn't ever like. But the truth is, we liked for a time, and now it's maybe a bit much. I think I never liked him because See, I think I liked him at first. Oh. The very at the very beginning when he was like, "Welcome to Soderberg or whatever it was called." I don't remember <laughs> Soderberg. But, uh, <laughs> and he like brings you into the town. I think he was all right. I think, you know, it. I don't think he was Jar Jar Binks. I don't think literally the first words out of his mouth made us go, oh, this is a problem. Mm. I think we were on board for a time, and that time passed, maybe faster for some than others. Well, I have good news for you. Well, it's probably not good news because they'll just find someone else to do it. But the original VO guy for Claptrap is no longer involved in anything to do with Borderlands or uh, the company. And here's why. So this guy put out a, a tweet thread, which I assume means that he's not under any kind of NDA or anything. He can just speak speak openly about it. But he's a voice actor. Um, he uh, has, well, he's, he does a bunch of other stuff, but he does some voice acting. And he was hired to be Claptrap in this game. And 
he had uh, some crazy run-ins with founder Randy Pitchford. Um, I'm not going to read this entire thing, uh, but his response was this. I was fine moving on after Gearbox, but when my former boss starts mouthing off about various aspects of my employment, including how highly compensated I was and how generous he is, I feel obligated to correct the record. And then he went on to talk about a very scathing (laughs) set of circumstances uh, around uh, Pitchford and the way he deals with employees. And certainly in this case, um, he says, at one point, I am happy to be free from the half-truths and full-on deceptions and thankful to no longer hear people referred to as muggles like a con man refers to a mark. Apparently, that's some sort of internal thing where they think players are suckers for certain things. Um, he he uh, never got his royalties. Uh, they He says that Randy Pitchford, physic, there's a quote, physically assaulted me in the lobby of the Marriott at GDC 2017. Uh, just a bad time uh, there. So I'm not, on its own, this would have been just like, oh, well, that's there's some dirty laundry for you, but... These things just keep adding up and things are getting weirder and weirder. And I'm curious if you guys, let's say all of, let's say every ounce of all of this we've heard is true. Let's say his weird flash drive he left at that, uh, what, the, what are those called? Medieval Times. Medieval Times. Full of, let's say it's just chock full of uh, semi-illegal, whatever level child porn they say he had, plus all those co- uh, company documents. Let's say all the rumors, all the way up and down, all the way down to this guy, plus other internal stuff we've heard is all 100% true. Does right. that sort of thing with any company making a game that you're looking forward to, does that have any impact on your purchase? Or do you, do you feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, how do I put this? I don't want people to freak out, but we're going to give our opinions here. So whatever you guys say, I'm totally cool with, and I'll tell you what I would do. But I'm just curious if this has that any kind of effect on you. Like you feel like you're supporting, let's say, a bad dude who's lost his mind by buying right. his game, or you all, or do you go, well, it's a team and it's multiple people and it's artists and programmers and all this stuff. It's not just Randy Pitchford's game. So I'm curious where you land on that spectrum. I mean, that's that's kind of been something that I think we've all had to focus in on. You know, part of the whole Me Too thing and all of that. You know is it okay for me to like house of cards with Kevin Spacey on it? You know, is, is that okay? Is it okay to do this? I really like movie seven. Do I have to hate that movie now? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. And I, I think it has to be kind of gauged on your own comfort level because if I watch a movie and all I see is whatever BS came out about the actor that's on the screen, that is killing my enjoyment for the movie at mm. the end of the day mm. and and that's a tangible thing if i feel like i need to really make a stand you know that's totally acceptable and that's that's something that you can do as well um but i do think there is a point where it's like yeah there's a lot of people at gearbox and there's a lot of people who put a lot of blood sweat and tears into making this video game and is it fair for all of us to turn around and say well, i'm not gonna buy it because i don't like one guy on the team and potentially, you know, risk the jobs of a bunch of other people uh, because of it. And I think that's probably where I fall, but I'm definitely in the camp of pull Randy Pitchford out of the light. I think because I think it's even, because I've... <laughs> even if a lot of this isn't true. Yeah, like it's at a point where the volume of it, the amount of stuff about him that's coming out and the stuff that's absolutely true because it's on his Twitter account and he's saying it yeah. obsessing about 
what Game Informer published about something he actually did and even owns up to. Like, there's enough smoke where it's like, okay, I don't know how big the fire is, but there's a fire over there. Yeah. And it's Randy Pitchford, and he needs to not be a part of this anymore. Whether yeah. it's just in the public or with the company, he needs to just not be seen for a while because mm. he's making waves and he's making all the wrong kinds of waves. Yeah. But there's a lot of people on that team that don't deserve to be punished because of the shitty things he's doing. Right. So, Bo, you were going to say? I was just going to say, I have an easy way to grok this, and mm. that's... Okay, it's not Randy Pitchford. It's Adolf Hitler, who's head of Gearbox. Do you still buy any Gearbox products? Probably so, not. So if Hitler was in charge of Gearbox... No, I like where we're going here. So so just as a thought exercise, it means it does matter. Even if all the hardworking people, you don't want to punish them, that's Hitler. I'm not buying his crap. Yeah. So you find you 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 hear what you hear, you figure out what you believe, and the truth is somewhere in there. I think it's okay to <laughs> to punish all the people for working for Hitler and not buy the product. <laughs> Shop with your conscience. Uh, I know we probably as gamers don't go out of our way to look for dirt on all the products so that we make responsible choices before we buy them. But if it comes up, it comes up. Mm. If Hitler, if Hitler made Overwatch, I'm uninstalling it and not spending another dime in it, and probably regretting the. Fact I mean, I see your yeah. point, but I also think you're turning up the volume on like the person by an extreme. It's a amount. thought exercise. It's just a thought exercise. I'm just saying, if it's Hitler, it's right? Is there decision. is there a level where you say so, okay? So yeah, you, your ar- your argument breaks down the moment it becomes too inconvenient, and I'm just saying. Randy probably fits there. I don't. A lot of this is he should. He said. She said. I don't know what's true. So you'll have to make a decision. Do you want to take your chances uh, supporting a company that's fine with a CEO who's a pedophile and a magician? <laughs> <laughs> I love that the magician is put right up there as the uh, as the equivalent yeah. of the- is an alleged an also alleged pedophile and alleged magician. <laughs> Yeah, make sure you put a legend in front of all that because we don't want to get in too much trouble. But yes, like that is the question I have right now. And if I'm honest, all of this stuff is really souring me on three. It just is like I can't. I'm having a hard time getting excited about it. I was very excited at the announcement. And then I went, oh, yeah, Randy Pitchford's doing weird stuff. Oh, really? That story's true. Oh, my gosh. What did he say on Twitter? Okay, wait a minute. Like I'm starting to that stuff starting to pile up and I'm getting less and less. Like they're just shaving off this layer of interest that I did right. have for this sequel. And instead of being excited for it, you're like, mm. yeah, you, you kind of cool on it. I'm I'm feeling the same way. And to clarify my point, it's I, I wasn't trying to say, no, you, you shouldn't punish people. I'm saying that's probably where I am right now. Mm. But I think it, everybody has to make that decision, right? Like if you to take it back to like House of Cards, if you can't watch that show without thinking of the shit that Kevin Spacey did, mm. then you shouldn't watch that show. Like but the that's... Kevin Spacey, he he's not been convicted of anything. Well, no, but he's he. I he... mean, we've all decided in the court of public opinion. Sure, what it is. but same but... with Randy Pitchford. Like exactly. that's that's, that's the exactly, whole point. Exactly you have point. to you have to gauge it, and you have to say. What am I comfortable with? If so, the I had this problem with Mel Gibson. Lethal Weapon Two was like one of my favorite movies of all time, and then he kind of went off the deep end, and then it became a little harder to watch a movie where he plays a character that is going off the deep end, and we all have a good laugh about it. Yeah, and it kind of soured that movie for me. Yeah, and 
it's not something I wanted to have happen. I didn't want to hate Lethal Weapon 2. I still love yelling diplomatic immunity every time someone says South Africa. It's fun, <laughs> but I can't help how I feel. And now every time I see him doing his shtick, I can't help but think of all the stuff that comes with it. And if I'm being honest, it kind of ruins that movie for me now. Not completely, but it's a thought. And it's the same thing with this. I was very excited for Borderlands 3 and everything that has come out following its announcement has made me less excited. Yeah, for it's it. just Nothing taking the, has made me more excited. Just taking the Let's window. Let's maybe look at it a different way. Mm. Okay, we've played tons of games between the three of us. How many games have we played? Oh my gosh, thousands. Well, thousands. Yeah. And games have pretty long lists. At least you know more so probably in the nineties and two thousand. The game development people who work on it are long, right? Mm -hmm. So take all the games we've played, then all the names of the people who've worked on them. Yeah probably at least one of those what is it a hundred thousand ten million names individuals probably one of them has been a pedophile that's worked on a game that you bought and played and enjoyed and think <laughs> somewhere in that pile or mm -hmm. is some despicable type of person that you didn't like so you can look at it that way too. you never heard yeah we just never heard about it <laughs> right you know so i, I mean it, it's not doing any favors for his company, having all this bad press. I think if the company's responsible, they'll find a new CEO because it's not like he's not the owner, right? Mm -hmm. He's the CEO. Yeah. It's like when we find People out that John... People get new CEOs all the time. When we find out John buried somebody in the back of his yard, it'll be like that. Everybody will be like, oh, I don't know. I can support the core show anymore. That John yeah, fella John's with his body. always burying bodies. <laughs> I didn't it was, cause it. it I just buried dead. it. Somebody it was, said, hey put this in the ground i was like i you know i'm considering a career in undertaking why not yeah let's why not i totally get i get let's, where you're coming from let's see if i'm any good at it turns out not good at no, it no stopped pursuing that line of work altogether didn't put the lotion on the skin got the hose here's the thing though if what we're proposing here is not to, i i want to make this very clear on this show no matter what we're talking about and i'll speak for me i am never trying to say hey i'm uncomfortable a little bit with uh, borderlands 3 at this point because of all of this stuff i am not telling anyone else how they should feel or act you do what you got to do uh i think i still can like you know like uh, somebody in the chat pointed this out where did i just put it i was just drinking ice water out of this cup you may recognize the, the logo <laughs> no i just threw it away because it was empty uh, uh, but before sorry. this i was drinking out of it <laughs> has a very deckard cane saying on the back it says sit and sip a while it says on the back Oh, wow. uh, but it's a it's a cup from chick-fil-a now you might say wow what's the irony of them talking about this thing where you know the randy pitchford souring the pool and yet i'm drinking out of a cup of a company whose founder is uh, a super anti-gay proponent and uh, treats uh treats non-heterosexuals like like douchebags yeah i get the irony i'm drinking out of the cup so what's my limit with chick-fil-a tasty chicken guy who's an a-hole well it's the franchise and it's owned solely by the people who own it and they got nothing to do with him other than they own his franchise what are they all going to close up shop because 89 year old owner is an a-hole like that's how i justify it and you yourselves may go huh this randy pitchard thing i guess he uh, runs the company but he didn't really make the game it's all the hard-working people at gearbox therefore it's them i'm supporting and i'm gonna buy the game 100 percent fine with that point of view I just thought it'd be interesting to throw it around. I just want no, that to be clear. It is interesting it's because... actually why I really like this 
past season of The Good Place, a little plug for a show I like, is that this is exactly what they got into, this whole notion of nobody can earn enough points to get into heaven because everything on our planet is way too complicated. And one of my favorite lines in that entire season is the judge who goes down to Earth to check it out to see if there really is a problem on Earth comes back and says, did you know there's a chicken sandwich there that if you eat, it means you hate gay people? <laughs> and it's delicious. And that it's... It's spot on true because that's the struggles that it, it's stupid struggles that we shouldn't have to worry about as people. But we do because it's the kind of thing that goes through our heads these days where it's like, you know what? I really just want to eat Chick-fil-A. I hate all this rhetoric. I hate all this background stuff. But damn it. I just like their chicken. Yeah. And I why does it have to be complicated to like chicken? I do. And yeah. I just want to go and eat it. Why does it have to be an issue? Right. I just I've think been... you have to, you have to draw your line where you feel shame. If, if Randy, if I knew for a fact that Randy Pitchford was not an alleged pedophile, but an actual pedophiler, I would not give my money to the company. Oh, I wouldn't either. I'd be done. Right. Well, I might, if they oust him, like and if, I think, you know, I think that jokes well and good, like terrible people do make delicious things and make brilliant science that have <laughs> that, that have made our lives better. And there's great works of art that are written by horrible people that we can still enjoy. But I think in this day and age, just with how magnified our decisions and our discourses, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It, if you told me today he was in court convicted. And Gearbox was keeping him on as CEO. Oh, they could never do that. They'd have to oust him. You know, at this point, at this point, what I would do is, like John was saying, recede into the background. Quit trying to make this worse than it is. Like, at the very least, do that. I still, I'm not saying hiding it makes it any better. I'm just saying they're not doing it. It sounds like, and I don't know where this comes up because of a CEO of a company at a fairly prominent in the thread this guy says that randy allegedly assaulted him <laughs> i don't and i don't know how legalese that is whether it was just a light swat or an actual you say assault it feel like you're coming to hurt somebody mm. it was reported to gearbox hr i guess it happened in front of witnesses yeah in 2016 2017 it was 27? Yeah, my okay. daughter. My daughter was there. She could have witnessed oh, it. Oh, still that's that's still two years ago. Yeah. And he's still CEO. Well, and he's not. That wouldn't be his first like. But they, but they don't. His Gearbox is not. I don't. As far as I know, Gearbox is a not public, so they don't have a board of directors. They don't have, you know, that fiduciary thing happening where they can vote him out. It's it's just Randy Pitchford's in charge, so the boss is doing boss things and the. And there's no CEO company is like to... chairman elect. They get elected. Do they? So they can. Un... Yes, I think so. CEO don't. They're CEOs and CFOs and all that are appointed to form the board of directors of a company, so they can be replaced. I don't <laughs> think so. Can. If you're just the owner of a thing and you're not publicly run or don't have a board, if you're Gabe Newell, then you own it. Yeah, you're just in charge. That's what I mean. So I don't. I don't think Gabe Newell's a CEO, is he? I think he is, isn't he? I don't know. No, it's not a publicly traded company, so I don't know if that would make them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is is so? Let me make sure Gearbox is public or not. Uh, <laughs> it is not. 
So I think Gearbox is a lot so like. He's not a CEO, then? No, he's just a dude. What's he's a founder and he's the owner and he's the guy. And I think he's he's not. I think he is in control to the point that there is nobody there to vote him off. Like it's literally Usually the, the CEOs that like the boots on the ground to the board of directors of a company. Yeah. So uh, presumably there's people, a CEO answers to somebody, whereas an owner answers to himself. Right. You're right. You're, and, you're absolutely uh, right. In that. And I think he's called a CEO. Well, let's see. It says here founders. So he answers uh, to somebody. He doesn't just get to do magic without. <laughs> uh, oh, you know Someone's what it is? Approval. Established in 99, developers of companies from 3D Realms, Bethesda Softworks. One of its founders, Randy Pitchford. Uh, company created expansions to Valve stuff. Let's see, 2005 launched its independent set of games, Brother in Arms, blah, 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 Duke Nukem, Homeworld. Um, yeah, he's just a founder and owner. There is that company is not publicly traded, there is no board. Okay, so then he's not a CEO. Just, no. You know what I'm most excited for from all this talk is mm. all the five star reviews we're going to get from people just really liking our deep dive on corporate hire. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh. I think our whole category, I'm going to go change our category on my RSS feed, it's going to go into the business yeah. category. A deep dive into corporate infrastructure. Yeah, it's going to have people who are well, not familiar with it. If he's an owner, even worse, because then there's no getting rid of him. It's his company. Exactly. So if I find out he's pedo man, then no more money from Bo. Like I would not make that decision. So um, totally with. Fortunately, I don't think unless uh, short of actual litigation over any of these issues, which I don't think is likely to happen. It's maybe. One might even say his enemies are to get him right now. Undeserved or deserved. Maybe it's deserved, but people are uh, twisting his nipples a bit. And and that that's a funny turn of phrase. It is. Do you think it's a do you think it's a conspiracy? (laughs) No. So I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it. So I don't know. know. Maybe it is a conspiracy. Sorry. I just try to look at it from the, you know, we hear certain things about him, but there's the stuff that he has out there. And yeah. him arguing with people on Twitter is out there. That that part's definitely him. That part's definitely for real. Yeah, and there's nothing the illegal. The rest can but, range yeah. from kind of bad to extremely awful, uh, but a lot of that is tied up in a lot of legal and like you guys said, he said, she said stuff. So. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Speaking of loot boxes, loot boxes, <laughs> we weren't we weren't really, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Loot boxes may become illegal in the U.S. if a new bill passes. I actually don't think this bill is going to pass. Actually, I think it's under everybody's radar, so I don't know why it would. But U.S. Senator Josh Howley announced he is introducing a bill that would potentially bar the sale of loot boxes in certain video games. If enacted, uh, according to his bill called the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, don't like the name would ban loot boxes and pay to win microtransactions and titles targeted at popular uh, titles that are uh, targeted at young minors, likening the business model to addiction Uh, says quote, social media and video games prey on user addiction, siphoning our kids attention from the real world and extracting profits from fostering compulsive habits says the Senator in a statement, no matter this business models advantages to the tech industry. One thing is clear. There is no excuse for exploiting children through such practices. When a game is designed for kids, game designers or developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction. 
Game developers who knowingly exploit chick, uh, children. I said chicken. Back to that again. Uh, should face legal consequences, he says. He cites Candy Crush as an example. Happens to be an Activision Blizzard title uh, company now. Uh, he says, as it allows players to purchase $150 of the luscious bundle to make the game easier. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he says, let's see, blah, 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 blah. that's basically it. So any hot takes this bundle doesn't cost as much. They should come get one from me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I see that hundred dollar one in these games or in these mobile apps all the time. And I was like, who's doing that? Who someone somewhere is doing it. It's not ever me, but someone did it. Someone paid a hundred bucks for gems and they're pulse control. Yeah. The thing is I read this and I'm, I don't know if we want to do this this week or not. Do we want to do this? I don't know. What do you want to do? He's right, but for the wrong reasons. And because loot boxes are not gambling because you get nothing of value. You just give money and you get squat. Well, you get nothing per- of monetary value. You get perceived Gambling value. requires right. you to get something of value and know that rare card or sweet skin that you prize in value. It actually is zero monetary value. You can't even trade it. If I buy a bag of noodles from the grocery store, and there's a food shortage. If I bought it for a buck, I might be able to sell it for two dollars. Yeah, it has value, even though I'm not likely to see any appreciate value. But I can give it to somebody. I can make food for myself. The stuff you buy online in these games is actually just throwing your money into a void. And and so, I guess the game gamers game industry is just going to leave it till one of these guys finally successfully argues it through and takes the control away from us. But Loot boxes are bad, but not because it's gambling. It's because everyone's the competition is so fierce. Everyone is trying to out bottom everyone else on free to play and having to use gimmicks to shore up the money they don't make for free to play well, after for, the fact. To his credit, not that he needs it, but to his credit, he's not claiming this is gambling. He's just saying oh, I thought he said gambling. No, he's just saying it's uh monetizing addiction it's it's saying here's you know oh you want to do better you want to have more pay us money oh. then you'll have it so so he's more he's be allowed to monetize addiction yeah okay yeah so, okay, so maybe i read i read i read that as gambling and uh well if he's not arguing that way then that's good yeah because i would be in agreement with it i still yeah, don't think I'm he's gonna... wrong I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm going to not only both agree with Bo, but I'm going to also agree with a weird U.S. senator who wants to pass video game legislation. I feel weird. Yeah, I you feel should like feel weird. Neither of those things happen. But yeah, yeah I agree. I think, I think right now a lot of games, and you can say, well, this game isn't that bad because it only does. I don't care. They're all designed to get you to spend money. And if you have the kind of personality that has a hard time not throwing more money at it or, you know, a button appears and you click it and say, yeah, give them more money. And you don't see that as having an actual impact on your wallet uh, the way other people do. I think that's a problem. And I think it is aggressive. And I I wouldn't mind seeing it come under control. I guess the only part that I always get nervous about is whenever we say, okay, government, please come in and fix it for us. Sometimes mm. that can get a little out of hand. Yeah. And uh, that's the part that makes me maybe a little nervous. It's something that I wish video game companies could have figured out on so, their own. Yeah. But 
what was cited in the article, but I guess not Holly's, is that there was another one cited in the article uh, linked to GameSpot mm. that says someone else put forward that they have gambling-like mechanisms for underage kids. Yeah, they I to... just feel like the gambling line of reasoning doesn't add up because it's not gambling. I just I no, I completely, I, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, I understand why they think it's connected, and it is, I guess, in some psycho- psychological ways. But it's by pure definition, it's definitely not gambling. I'm going to agree with both of you and this senator, except to say, dear game industry, don't let the senator do it. Do This needs to come from inside or else it's bad. We don't want more regulation. You absolutely don't. Go back to what your colleagues did in the 90s when they were being threatened from all sides to have this industry completely regulated by ratings boards and things that were government created. And instead, you came up with your own self-regulating rating system in multiple territories, and it worked. And it worked so well that everybody quit bugging you about it. Now you have your own thing. So you Europeans with your Peggy 13s and us with our MA-17s or whatever whatever ratings we've got, uh, that's awesome. And here's another chance for that to change. The problem is it isn't like it used to be. These aren't all game companies within the same territories with the same laws, same cultural stuff and all that. We now live in a time where uh, Tencent or NetEase or somebody in China, giant mega billion dollar conglomerates can, can decide what is or isn't these things. And then that stuff goes all over the world, just the same as our stuff would go there and offend whatever sensibilities they may have. So it's more complicated now, and I totally get it, and that it's hard, but it has to come from inside or it's going to get weird, and we don't want the government regulating anything to do with our games. Nothing. They, we just don't want it. Like, it's a bad idea. It's just, it's a creepy thing and it sucks and I don't want it. So. Yeah, but they have to, the game industry is stuck. Like, they're, we've, what, we've, what have we been talking about for the past, past few weeks? Gave Steam and Epic fighting over who's got a launcher. Like, they're all concerned with who's making the money. Yeah. And, and they're competing on free to play levels and cuts and stuff like that. Like, it's. Like, what they have to start doing is asking people for more money for the games they make. <laughs> Yeah, actual <laughs> and inflation. No one wants to do that because they're not going to sell their games. Right. So, so the industry as a whole needs to fix itself. And like loot boxes is like the current solution. But do you think we'll be arguing about loot boxes in 30 years? I don't know. I just. Kids will. Like it'll be something else, I think, at that point. Hopefully it gets better. I'll tell you what but I like. I like loot boxes I unlocked. Like when I play Overwatch and I hit a new level and I get a loot box, I like those because yeah. I didn't pay a dime for them. I hate that I could go pay cash for them, though. I hate that. And I've done it before, and I still hate it. Like, that shouldn't be a thing I'm able to do. Now, that's them just literally turning off a a revenue stream. And I get it, and I know why it's hard, and blah, blah, blah. But as a player, I like random loot. I want to play to get it. And I want it to be that simple. It's just you want to approach it from a moderate standpoint where it's like, oh, I got some nice things. What nice things did you get? Did we have to get everything? No. Mm Mm-mm. You I want to play it. I want my video games to all play like Diablo. And I don't mean yeah. the games themselves. I mean the industry. Like, I want to blow up a bunch of stuff and get cool shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. But, like, I'm, yeah. It's just, I, I just feel like there's always that temptation with these gaming systems to, to take it one step further. And I want to respond to something in the chat room. Detective mm. Coffee. Um, we should be friends with him. I like coffee. I like coffee. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> he asked me, well, then what's, cause I've been playing a lot of magic arena lately and I'm, you know, I'm a fan of magic, the gathering. What's yeah. your opinion on physical magic booster packs, but Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, make it any one of those things is before we had loot boxes. That's how they got people to spend hundreds of dollars on cardboard that you wouldn't, you wouldn't spend 10 bucks on mm-hmm. is printing them on that game in that artificial way. And I, I quit because it was needlessly expensive to keep up in a meaningful way. And I started to feel stupid about it. And I still like the game. And I still like the mode. It's just too bad that it's got to be so expensive. And maybe it has to be to pay all those artists to make games. I don't know. But video games have taken that simple physical thing and made it 10 times worse on a huge scale that's no, not just for magic nerds. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, everyone's child is now subject to the dopamine hits of not of get, feeling what it, it's like to get a loot box and get something special, but then the disappointment of not getting the thing that you really um, covet that mm-hmm. you can see like on the Overwatch store. So then you want to buy 50 loot boxes or you want to, you know, sp- spend money and, and do that thing. And I think everyone's everyone's kids except those children who are being kept away from video games mm. are going through that. And that's a lot of kids like millions. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's front and center now. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see if any of this happens, if this bill gets pushed forward or if anything happens internally, or if some developer really sets themselves apart by saying, look at what we're doing. It's the opposite of the stuff you hate. And then that becomes a trend of some sort. I don't know. In the face of juggernauts like Fortnite, I don't know how they do that, but Maybe they can. Yeah, of course you did because you earned Today. those credits, right? Or did you no, spend no. cash? I, I bought one with cash. <laughs> so you literally did. Well, I no. felt kind of bad, but I kind of wanted it. And I was like, the good news is I didn't need loot boxes for it. Right. Um, the Overwatch League, they have some skins for the 2019 league or whatever. So you can actually buy league points. Mm. I just bought some league points and got my Lucio skin. I got a big feather cap now. Nice. <laughs> nice. I felt kind of bad, but I'm like, oh, whatever. Just you got some pixels, it. dude. Money for pixels. That's what you got. And that's okay. That's what I did. People should do Ten what bucks. they want to do. Here's the thing. People in the chat want to know what's the difference between this and like Hearthstone and Magic Arena when you buy packs. Buying packs in those games is buying loot boxes. That's what that is. So Yeah. When they make it digital, you you save them the trouble of having to print it on damn cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah, you make it so much easier for them. Yeah, it's easier for them. And it's on, it's on a them. scale that they of clientele they can't serve. If they serve a million customers in print, they have to print cards to service a million people. They don't have to print a million copies of the executable they're putting on. It's the nature of internet and digital computing. It's just like free. Mm-hmm. So. It's the upside for them is way bigger in the impact to our society. Like everyone's kids playing Fortnite. Like that's why I asked Scott, how many people do you know are playing mobile games or not? Because that's important. It's not me, but the people you talk to, but everyone I talk to in my real life that has kids, the kids are playing Fortnite or they're playing Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Like, or actually FIFA's. (laughs) I know people who, who have their xbox and their fifa mm-hmm. um that's what they're playing that i know of and and anyways in Fortnite, for sure they're being hit with loot boxes and that dopamine loop mm-hmm. that I, when i was growing up i never had i just wanted the nintendo so i can play kid icarus and that's 
that's it. I was done. <laughs> well, your dopamine, was, your dopamine hits were happening in the game with achieving things within the game. They're just, it's we're still getting that, but now we have this extra layer of. I only had to bug my parents like once or twice a year for like, oh, sixty dollars for the new Link game, please, please, I'll be good. Like it was not. I have to imagine it's every other week the kid wants five dollars, ten dollars for loot boxes or something. We we could do a whole essay series on how RPGs, the once limited to just nerds genre, are responsible for this whole mess. And hear me hear me out for a second. This is my synopsis. Okay. The idea of opening a chest with stuff in it that you don't know what's in there until you open it, and it's never the same. And that's some, that's a kind of progression. And ooh, I can pay money to get those that same hit again. Ooh, okay, give me more of those. That's a very RPG thing, like a very rooted in RPG RG, RG penis. <laughs> but but our and our RPG role playing games, yeah, they, those were designed to demonstrate progress and achievement, the treasures you got and the leveling you got. But it was by no means to give you a dopamine hit to keep you coming to Gary Gygax's house, who didn't want to have you over all that often. Just to play the, you know what I mean? Like they weren't designed to give you dopamine hits. Mm. And we started computerizing RPGs because computer games are cool back when we were younger. And now there are people in million dollar offices trying to figure out how to make that system into something that manipulates you into giving you dollars. I would argue we need Crazy. RPGs to become popular all over again. Because when <laughs> I was a kid, RPGs to me, like people who liked RPGs, I was like, all right, there's somebody that has their mind in a good place. Yeah. Because when I, when I was growing up, it, it's like Bo said, like video games were like 70 bucks for like a cartridge game. And it was like, it was a case of, okay, you get this, but you're not going to get another game for a while. Like maybe we'll go to Blockbuster or as it was for where I grew up, Video City, and uh, rent something. Maybe you'll get that. But once we buy this game for you, you better love this game because you're not going to get another game for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there were kids that were like, well, I got this game and I finished it in an hour. And now, well, shit, <laughs> I'm in a bad spot. But if you liked an RPG, it was like, okay, great. You know what? I've got a game that's going to last me a long time. Mm -hmm. I can ride this out for as long as I need to. This is going to do me really well. It always felt like a really good investment growing up. Yeah. Nowadays, everything's quick. Everything's like, ah, five-minute experience, and now I'm on to the next five-minute experience. And you can do that because they're cheap or they're free. But uh, well, long-form entertainment uh, in gaming is not what it they, it's was. not i agree with you but i would say that they're absolutely bastions of that um i would say you know generally speaking the um, skyrim may be the last one they truly do this with but you know the elder scrolls series has always been uh something you could count on for hundreds of hours of content um you could always count on a fallout game to give you that you could always count on um what's that game we like it's original sin three whatever it is uh oh divinity divinity two, two. Original Sin. Original Sin 2. Yeah. 2. Sin 2, sorry. That yeah. thing is is definitely built to take forever. So there, there are uh, examples of that, certainly, but I think you're right. Like, generally, games are like, here's 10 hours, now pay us money to do more things. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where we're at. 
anyway, yeah. it's an interesting conversation. I'd like to continue it with people on their emails or if you want to leave questions in our new Discord channel. Uh, some nice follow-up to this next week could be interesting, so keep that feedback coming. Okay? All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Oh, before I, uh, just a quick mention, John, Dead Cells. You know Dead Cells, the very popular mm-hmm. roguelike on PCs and consoles and yeah, Switch and really, all that? Yeah, really, really good game. Coming like to mobile. Are you excited? Coming to mobile soon. You ready? Oh, it'll probably be garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's coming real soon. I don't think we have a date, but that's coming right around the corner. All right. Uh, it'll be I see fine. That, I see People will like it. Mobile. They should play it. You think it'll be good on mobile, Bo, you say? Is that yeah. What it's like this 8-bit game. It's so it's so like precision control. It's though. not it's it's not my preferred method, but I'm sure it, like it'll function great. And so, that's why I asked you at the top when we talked about this: is that the global market? Because there's places in the world that have quicker access to cell phones than they do having big computers, anyways. Yeah. So if that gets dead cells into more people's hands the world over, then so be it. There's that video that was making the rounds about the uh, Fortnite pro playing against that little kid. He oh, just like yeah. gave a kid the mobile version. Yeah. And here's this pro on a computer with his light up keyboard and it's doing all its chroma things. And he's like, ah, and he's playing this. And this little kid on a phone is just like, and just schooling him. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So yeah, when I rail about it as a control system, maybe there's a little, I'm jealous that this younger generation is getting some weird genetic advantage with being able to be raised on touch devices that I didn't have. My dumb prehistoric fingers don't understand (laughs) how to navigate it quite quite properly. And I'm confused and upset by this strange future that I don't fully understand. They'll never know the cramps of a Nest controller. That's exactly true. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know what it's like to hold an awkward rectangle. Mm -hmm. They just pick it up and they're like, "Mm, touch it. It's like putting in my my mom, who's now 80, once in a while we'll do this just for fun. We'll have some game on a console on a TV and I will hand her like an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. She doesn't know what to do with it. She just looks at it and goes, well, there's a thousand buttons on here. So that is kind of what we're dealing with. Like there is a generation coming up who are born and raised on these touchscreens. They're moving that stuff around like Tom Cruise and Minority Report. Zip, zap, zoop, zoop, zap, solving the crime. And we're not doing that as much. So there is something to be said for that, whatever it is. So Dead Cells, good luck to you. Mobile's waiting for you. Great game. I'm playing Overwatch and For the King mostly these days. Uh, we have to play For the King. That's co-op. We should that's stream that. Game. We should play that and stream it and have people watch because I want to see what that's like in co-op. And that's like a permadeath game. So yeah, there will be, I'm sure, mistakes made and mm. we'll all have a laugh about it. Yeah, John, I agree. I don't know if I have it, but if I don't, I'll pick it up. I, I thought you it. had it for some reason. I don't know why I thought I that. I think I, I have, have it. it too. Yeah. I, I know both. I know the game is pretty cheap and the dlc i think was all free so you only have to buy the base game right and that is correct it is a th- it's a three-player co-op game so. and it's a lot like i mean it is very D and it's very uh, adherent it's a board to, game right it's a it board feels, game it feels to me like a board game but not a not a not a video game version of a board game right a video game version of a board game video game yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It mixes a bunch of stuff, and I like it quite a bit. I think it's real neat, and I've not tried it co-op at all, so we need to get in there and roll that. Yeah, me neither, but yeah, but yeah it, it's, it did seem hard. My game, when I tried it, was going badly. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, John, what are you up to? All right, so I've been playing 
Mortal Kombat 11 yeah. uh, a lot more. But not really, because that game has turned into a game where I'm just basically cheating now. Oh, at it. hold on. How yeah, do you mean? Me... What, what are you doing? Well, did you, did you okay. get your money back? Your, no, your... I, I didn't. Did and... you fill out the bug request? No, because I <laughs> didn't want to be bothered. Uh, so here's the thing. I guess I got to a place in that game where I felt like I have been taken advantage of by the currency system and their weird-ass towers and the stuff that I complained about last week that I don't care if I take a little advantage back. And it turns out there's an exploit in that game where if you load into the crypt holding the A button, yes, I'm going to teach people how to do it. You okay. should fix it if you don't want people to do it. Right. If you load into the crypt while holding the A button, there's a section in the crypt where you can mount severed heads. And you earn a severed head in that game by having performed 50 fatalities or brutalities on the character. So it takes a while to do. Yeah. Because um, 50 is a lot. But if you load into the game while holding A and walk up to one of these, it just gives it to you. Oh, without doing the so, fatalities, without grinding those yeah, out? Without, without doing any of it. And the great part is there are unlocks associated with getting these. So I did it for all of them. Wow. I've unlocked all that stuff. Wow. Unofficially. Because here's what bugged me. So we talked about the three currencies, the mm -hmm. gold, the souls, and the hearts. Mm -hmm. I have unlocked and earned through playing the towers, legitimately playing the towers the way they want me to, enough gold to open every chest in the crypt. I have them all open. Okay. It's now just about souls and hearts for me, mm -hmm. which I still, I've maybe opened between the two of them 20% of what's there. That says to me that the currency earning rate sucks. If I've earned enough of one currency to open everything and enough to open only about 10% of the other, that tells me that the rate in which you're getting that currency is still too low, even with the changes. So I didn't like that, but by doing this head mounting trick, it opened new areas and I got new places to spend the gold that I continue to keep earning, which made the game compelling again to keep playing mm. because now i had something to do with that gold and the problem is the other thing that i've turned the corner on is doing those towers for the currencies has become boring because i want to get good at the game but mm. all the towers have a gimmick like okay in this fight the level's gonna tilt and if you're on the higher part of the level you do more damage if you're the lower you take more damage or in this one cyrax is gonna come in and hit you with a net to annoy the shit out of you like it's nothing but stuff like that i'm not getting better at the game i'm getting better at the cheap mechanics that they are putting in the game that i have to try to navigate around and i don't find that fun mm. so here's what they've put into the game they put this isn't a cheat this they put in there you can build an AI fighter and let the AI play for you. What? So I've just been letting an AI go in and fight for me. I looked up online, what is the best AI fighter? And it said, thank you for asking. It's Noob Cybot. Here's what abilities you take. Here's what you pick your power level. Go. So I made a Noob Cybot that can clear towers like nobody's business. And I watch uh, Netflix and I let him fight, and every now and then I hit the A button to go to the next fight, 
and after about a while, I have currency. That sounds and ridiculous. I, look, I can't believe that's even a thing. It is ridiculous. Why don't you just, yeah, you should be taping down the A button on your controller. <laughs> yeah, I just need one of those drinking birds. I, I did one of those. Now and then just taps in it. In Final Fantasy VII, there used to be an exploit in an area uh, outside where you, I taped down the PlayStation controller to hold right, yeah. and I taped down the A button and just leveled up infinite experience. This was on like a second playthrough, and I left it for like a day and a half. That's nuts. And it just circles around, and you would just fight, and it's easy fighting. So that's all you have to do here, and you're you're golden. That's crazy. This is not, this is not a complaint. This is a, a harken back to classic uh-huh. console gaming when you would find cheats like this and just tape down your controller buttons in order to exploit the game. Good well, they do you, they do penalize you a little bit for using the AI fighter, but it's not that much. And honestly, I think but the But if you tape down the button the cons, and go to work and, and just come back in a few days, you'll have all the money. Well, you, you don't even have to tape anything down, right? He just goes and fights. Like yeah, but he's got to press the A button, I think, to continue on to the next. Button. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's more to it than that. You really can't just tape the A button down. I wish you could, because I would. Uh, but um, but it is it because you're gonna have to hit left and right at certain points. You're gonna have to pick your character. And oh, you're on PC, on, right? On is the AI fighter and all that. Yeah. We can get you oh, a sure pro for your. I, I think we could take this cheating to a whole new level. <laughs> I just haven't gotten to it yet. But somebody, uh, Sector Seven in the chat says, "Mortal Kombat 11, the clicker." It does feel like a clicker game now. It feels like uh, Universal Paper Clips or that uh, that Grandma Cookie Game, Cookie Clicker. That's what it is. Yeah, Grandma. that's on you. That's yeah. on you. You should only be it playing. It is on fun. me. I, you but, just have sour. You have sour. What is it? What do we say? Cream, sour you grapes. Cre- you have creamy beans about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you have creamy beans, but the, we we say creamy beans here on core, not sour grapes. Yeah, you've got you you've you've got creamy beans about the money you lost. Otherwise, it's you true. I yeah. I there is a little bit of that, and I also I feel like if it was just a case of the things that are rewarding in that game, if they were more rewarding or if they were more engaging in a fun way, I would be more inclined to do it. But as a result, like the best way to earn what I want in that game is to do this. Yeah. So, of course, this is the way to do it. Yeah. The numbers and are growing. I, up. I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's bad design, in my opinion. They could fix that. They I'm, could tweak that. I must like something in it, though, because I keep doing it. I've still chosen to do that than anything else with my time. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. It probably sounds like I'm complaining up a storm, but I mean. I still put in a lot of hours doing just that. So it's like minion missions in World of Warcraft on your phone. It's just like send them uh, off doing their thing. I know. I get it. There's there's something about it. There's something about that that's not wholly uh, uninteresting. I I don't know what it is, but I get where you're at. Uh, Well, well done, John the Cheater. Hey, Bo, what are you playing? Overwatch, (laughs) MTG, what else? Tell us about Overwatch. Uh, You're back, baby. Woo! Yeah, so I, I went on. So I've had a bit of time off from from the day job, and <laughs> so far I've spent it sleeping, mm. watching Game of Thrones, and I marathoned an Overwatch session of about eighteen hours. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but I mean, wow. I don't get holidays. I'm a working adult. I, I spend most of my day dreaming I could be playing video games, and then maybe a few hours, even a day, playing video games, like. I have a lot of people who who message me like, "When's your next stream?" And I'm like, I just barely get time to play, let alone stream. So it's it's tough. 
So I'm on holiday and I'm like, I'm playing Overwatch. Yeah, you got the itch. There's so many new heroes in there I haven't tried. There's mm-hmm. a ton of new maps. I think I went like six hours without seeing the same map. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot. ton of maps and, and it's just in quick play. Yeah. Um, Overwatch is pretty fun. Yeah, it and, is fun. And uh, I really like um, my good friend Hammond. Hammond. Oh, Hammond, the, uh, of course the you do. Ball. Of course yeah, you're playing like, that I, damn I was rodent. like sitting here playing. Mind you, it might have been the fact that I was playing 18 hours, but I was like just giggling. Like, <laughs> like I just roll around in that ball and I'll be laughing. I, just, I think that's this stuff's funny. Yeah. When you beep, like what you can do with the ball is on the payload. You can hook it to the payload yeah. and just swing around it and knock everyone away. You're not really doing damage and you're not really contributing, but you kind of are. Yeah. It's hilarious. You're playing, uh, and, and you do it, and you win games. That's that's my. What do you call not running here. interference? What would you call that? You're, I mean, you're, it's you're basically trolling. zoning. You're kind of zoning <laughs> yeah. a little bit, right? It is zoning because it does keep them off the payload, but yeah. it doesn't kill them. It does a bit of damage to them. Yeah, you just have to see it in action. I don't know, like if you, I think Scott, you maybe have seen oh, Wrecking yeah. Ball oh, its yeah. thing in action, but I know John hasn't. Yeah, you should play. Uh, it's hilarious. John. Also, Bob is every bit as awesome. Oh, Bob's great. Um, there's something amazing about you with the character you picked when you push the ultimate button he goes bob do something yeah like every bad cartoon villain like no real villain in the universe looks their minion and just frustratingly says do something yeah. but that's like that's like cartoon truth yep and the fact that she is like a cartoon villain ash yeah this character um just makes you feel really good inside when you push that ultimate button yeah and he's great. Comes landing down there, knocks everybody away, starts shooting real cool stuff out of his arms. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he's that's that was an inspired idea. Yeah, I, I, I love agree. that idea quite a bit. I, so. I I look forward to the next time they do something with a like ultimate that creates another entity like that. Like Ash is all right. Like I don't really care about it. It's Bob that I like. Yeah, I just want to get your cue up. <laughs> it's Bob and Bob's relationship to Ash. Yeah, is which is what I like. So yeah, he's pretty great. Yeah. Well, we'll play, we'll get some games in and, and see what's up there. Quick emails. Actually, these are both comments from our Discord. I decided to use those today. If you want to sign up for our Discord, uh, it's free. You just go over to frogpants.com slash core, and you'll find a link. It says our Discord channel, and boom, you're in. This one came from Buck Weister Last. Uh, he says this. <laughs> Oh, no, I did it wrong. It's Buck Weister last Thursday. Sorry, it's a separate word. <laughs> Oops. So is it Buck Weister or Buck Weister is in one word? Oh, probably Buck Weister like, Buck, like Bud Weiser, probably. Okay. Buck Weister. Okay. Anyway, he Buck. says this. Uh, okay, Core, let's get down to the real question. We have a live-action Pokemon and Sonic now. Previously, we had live-action Mario, and Pixels gave us Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. Are we ready for a Super Smash Brothers live action film? Mm, yeah, I'd watch that. I'm, I mean, I I didn't know that we were going to answer this question here. Mm. I already answered it. Oh, nice job. Yeah. Which was, we already got it. It already exists. And it is the original commercial for Smash Brothers on the N64. Oh, it had live action good. versions of all of them fighting with the song so happy together yeah uh playing in the background so i linked that video it, it is in the discord if you uh need to go and find it yeah. um it exists it's a real thing smash brothers commercial yeah look at that i forgot about that it's a dudes in a bunch of cosplay basically yeah. right 
Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's amazing. Here, you know what, Chad? I'm just going to show you. I'm not going to play the audio, but I'm just going to show you what this looked like in case you're... Uh... Oh, my gosh. I'm having a terrible time doing this. Hold on. Copy. Okay. Let's put it in there. Okay, that's great. All right. All right. Well, while that plays... Oh, it looks like it's not going to. So, F that. All right. Hey, that's awesome. If you want to leave us uh, questions like that, and there you can. There's another one here from Shiverlock. Not Shiverlock last, although it says last Saturday. Anyway, he says this at 4.28 a.m. Uh, used HTC Vive Pro or new Oculus Rift S? Well, if you're spending the money, the S. Um, I did a bunch of looking into this, by the way. All the new uh, headsets coming, including the new Valve Index, which is a weird name, but uh, there it is. Uh it appears to be hardware wise the most impressive among them is the valve one in terms of output and optics and stuff uh however the s is notable because while it is also tethered to a pc like the most popular or excuse me the most powerful vr headsets it uh doesn't require base stations it does an inside out positioning thing which is i think cooler um I was, so I would lean toward the S. However, the one I'm leaning toward, toward above all of these will cost the same as the S, and that is the Oculus uh, Quest. Couldn't think of the name. Oculus Quest is 100% wireless, but has inside-out positional tracking and is not as beefy hardware-wise as the S, but pretty close. In fact, some say hardly noticeable difference. Hmm. And you are no longer tethered to a PC, or a bunch of base stations to position where you are. That, to me, is the future of VR, and that sort of thing will just get smaller and more compact and easier to use and less obtrusive, and that's the track I want to be on, not the one that yeah, still makes me connect to a bunch of hardware. You use consumer retail products, right. not the uh, Frankenstein you have to hook up to your PC to get it to work. Yeah, I have a DK2. It's, it's not as much as what you have, but even that, to get the tracking working and everything like that, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I just don't use it. I would pull the Quest out all the time. I would not. Uh, I already have proven that with my Vive. I barely touch it because I just it's a pain in the ass to set up and to pull stuff out and to make sure all the cables are right. Well, why is this not working? Oh, that camera's f- barely turned this way on one of the stands. Okay, somebody go over there and wiggle that while I mess with the mouse. It's a, it's a pain. Also, it's, they, it's they cool. update the drivers and stuff too, so if you have the wrong driver for that thing. I don't know how bad it is now, but... right. The drivers can be an issue too. Yeah. So I'm all in on that. I'm all in on that quest. And it's the same price as the S, which is supposedly the higher end desktop model. So $399, I believe, is what it's supposed to hit at. And I am seriously thinking about it. Well, that was a very well uh, informed opinion on a consumer product, Shiverlock. Best of luck. I did my homework. Purchase. Yeah. Good luck to you. Uh, That's going to do it. Did you purchase? You did. That's fine. You can say that. All right. All right, purchase is pooches. Oh, pooches! Did you pooches it? Make every every time. Make a wise pooches, based on our information. Uh, Don't forget, you can find more about this show at frogpants.com/slash/core, and there are links to everything we've talked about here, including our Discord. You can send us emails right from there. Uh, You can send us voicemails by just using your phone if you want. Eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. I have a bunch of those backlog to go through, so there may be some waiting for us. Uh, Hopefully, I'll know that next week. Follow us on Twitter at CorePod, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. And uh, you can support this show and all of its tomfoolery by using patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash 
for show. I think that's everything. Anybody have any really interesting parting wisdom to share with us before we go? John, anything you want to throw on people before we walk out? Uh, hey, everybody. I know we started the show a little bit rough, but I don't want it to deter anybody from going near boats, the water, <laughs> or Christopher Walken. <laughs> well, that's good. No, you did exactly what I was hoping you'd do. You really, I don't know, you really cleared all that up. Uh, perfect way to sum up things. Bo, any any knowledge bombs from you is it really a loot box if there's no box oh shit that'll do it we'll see oh, you guys oh no this show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question.